0: Hi, I'm Guy from Newcastle, and you're listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, is Twitter still a fascist hellpit? Okay, here comes the show, and remember, question everything.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast with myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dame Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka the Hizer, hello, and a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked, and we are talking everything from
2: we are talking everything from Guy from Newcastle's question is Twitter still a fascist hellhole? Yes. Yeah. Short answer is yeah. yes, Guy, but I guess the
1: question isn't necessarily is Twitter a fascist hellhole. It's more do fascists. Turn Twitter into a hellhole Um Because if it weren't people there To say the wild fascist shit Then it wouldn't really exist But don't worry guy I imagine That uh Twitter wasn't going to be a long, around for much longer in the uh, current state that it's in. That's right. Um, and
2: um, suffice to say, on this podcast, we ask and answer all the questions, don't we, Dave?
1: Absolutely. No uh, question is too big, too small or unretweetable, or likeable or quotable. And if you do like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from and you'll never miss an episode where you can hear our very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests. With that being said, on today's show is a stand-up comedian who is currently the London Roast Battle Champion. Mm-hmm. Or is it... Oh, check that. UK Roast Battle Champion? Mm-hmm. Not just London. National Roast Battle Champion. He has performed at the Comedy Store in LA, representing the UK as part of the Roast Battle League, as well as in Barcelona. He regularly features in clubs all over the country doing fantastic stand-up and has received rave reviews. During the day, he works as a chef for a charity based in Hackney, and he was born and raised by an Irish mum and Jamaican dad. He his computer animation at university just a passion he's continued to create some comedy series one of them being my own version of his amazing show draw my bit he is an amazing comedian roaster and animator and student i guess but all around good guy please welcome to the show mr ken grinnell thank you very much what's happening ken
3: yeah nothing much man Uh, i've got a lot to live up to after that intro (laughs) do you do much on twitter ken Little bits, as you say, it's a bit, uh, I mean, yeah, it's like radiation. I only expose myself in small amounts and then... uh, But then it's
2: kind of in some ways, that's like an antidote to how nice things are on Instagram a lot of the time, but there's like niceness in there, it's too nice.
3: I mean, I think a lot of the thing as well is like following people who aren't, who are all right, like funny people who you like. But then sometimes they can flip the script, hmm. and like if they've been inside for too long, they can become like a bit wild. Like <laughs> yeah. so you're like, oh no, I used to like that guy. Now he's talking about you know how 5G makes everyone homosexual
1: or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah sure. whatever. I think I think yeah, it's it's definitely a comedian condition to be very careful. I think I think it's like it's the long it's the lone it's the long drive syndrome where you're driving by yourself because driving is such a big part of comedy. Driving by yourself, going to gigs by yourself all the time listening to your own internal monologue mm. and i think after a while people start to agree yeah. with it and normally somebody would be able to say i think you're reading too deep into it buddy or you could use a drink but if you're driving by yourself for so long or spending so much time by yourself in hotels you'll win all the arguments you're in by yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it doesn't take much for that uh sprinkle a little bit of uh access to uh a youtube rabbit hole yeah and i can definitely change somebody's outlook and personality super quick and yeah, we've all lost a few of our uh, heroes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's definitely. like solitary confinement, but like Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, definitely, exactly. Which is, a comedian such a solitary art form that, yeah. Yeah. That, that psychological confinement can fuck people up. Um,
2: It's probably time for a question, isn't it, Dane? As the format of this show dictates. It definitely
1: is. I, I do want to say, before we get into the question, though, that it's a pleasure having Ken on. Mm. And uh, Ken has uh, been very helpful in helping me realise some of my artistic endeavours as well, mm. uh, with draw my bit and taking some of the... Uh, some of my skits from my first uh, Edinburgh show Hmm. and making it into a very very good animated short so if you are listening please do check out Draw My Bit uh, Dame Baptiste edition it's available on uh, my Insta page and it's also available on my YouTube um so yeah, that's a kind of dual bit of shameless promo on mm-hmm. both. Our, on both Wait, our I mean, Ken's parts. Hard me, me, work me using as Ken well. as a human shield to be like yeah. promote myself
2: basically. <laughs> no, but Ken's hard work. You want to show Ken's, because that's fucking not he ain't yeah, quick it's not easy at all. But it's he ain't great quick great doing, great doing
3: what
1: he does. Not at all.
2: But it,
3: it, yeah, the bits that you put forward, I was saying to Dane already that they're like very visual anyway, yeah. and they're they're very like um, it just works. Like I've I've tried to like. There's been other comedians who I've had and like. Like, if a too leans too much into, like, you know, like, pornographic things or whatever, it won't Mm -hmm. really work, do you know what I mean?
1: Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so
3: That's a
2: different bit that they're drawing, then. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) 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 Some OnlyFans content there. Um, But, yeah, no, pleasure to work with you, Ken. And, uh, yeah, as our very esteemed guest, we'd like to invite you to ask the first question, which can be any question you'd like, about any topic you'd like, which we discuss for about 15 minutes. Then Howard here, my producer friend, would like to pose a question to you to discuss for the same amount of time and when the rule of three as comedy goes... I'll do the same and then we'd love for you to tell our listeners and viewers so they can find out about your good works, past, present and future. Sound good? Yep. And the floor is yours sir to ask the first question. Well, uh, so you
3: mentioned about my uh some of my background with roast battles. So that's I kind of want to pose this to everyone. Mm. Like um like just your general impressions of roast battles, some of your favourites. Mm. Um Maybe even, like, frustrations, possibly. But just general... I want to keep it quite general because I think it's quite a broad thing. Um,
2: yeah. People love... People do love a roast battle. Yeah. People, do, I think, yeah. you know, it, it It kind of had a weird manifestation in America mm-hmm. because originally it would be the massive Comedy Central comedy roasts, right, where it would be, like, a really, really famous person. Obviously, they, they did Trump, right, Way oh, yeah, before... Yeah. Yeah. way before he was in politics. Um, so yeah, well, at- that turned out. Mm. <laughs> but they did loads of people, right? They had like loads and loads of people who did
1: they, it. They've been, they've been enormous ones. And I, and I think they've also, a lot of the roasts have helped to profile a lot of comedians and kind of elevate them. So mm. I, I think about people like Whitney Cummings mm-hmm. and Patrice O'Neill, I like to, uh, Jeff Ross, mm. uh, some of the names that I've seen that have gone from strength to strength because of their, Amazing ability
2: but to then roast it, people. It, it did it did kind of morph into something quite different, right? Which was comedians rinsing each other, mm-hmm. which is the kind of where you've excelled, mm-hmm. right, Ken. How have you excelled so well? Uh going to school in Hackney in the 90s. Basically.
3: <laughs> 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 Every day. Yeah. You'd get roasted by the teachers. Yes. Like, you get roasted by everyone. I got roasted oh, by it for a while. Because in school I developed late. So I got roasted for what being short.
1: I got, what does that mean? Like everyone I, I, else. I know what it means. Bro, it have means it, I, me I didn't too. have this till yeah, like my like, mid-20s. Yeah. It's nice, Ken, that you went for your face in terms of a lack of indication of hair. <laughs> me how, <because laughs> for me, it was way lower yeah. and, <laughs> and developing later than everybody else. And so, yeah, like you said, that uh, the ability to be able to roast people yeah. because you're aware, first of all, I can't physically overpower everyone because no. I haven't gone through puberty left. So my balls are still in my stomach. So yeah. Knocking at the bully, I can't do that physically, Right. but you learn very early on, I think for a lot of comedians, when you're developing your comedic voice, that ridicule can be just as effective as hmm. a roundhouse yeah. or a punch to the face, so yeah. I, I definitely do, yeah. And then also, you kind of take away
3: someone's weapons, like if you've got someone who's bigger than you in school, and they're like, oh, you know, you, you know you, you've never gone through puberty, and then you just turn around to them and are like... Yeah, but
1: you know your, your
2: your dad left or whatever yeah. then it's like yeah, it's not my fault that your mum <laughs> yeah. used to squirt steroids into her yeah. pussy when she's yeah.
1: pregnant with you exactly yeah. yeah so there you go it's not my fault that your mum you know yeah. Used to have like horse horse testosterone injected you, you, into you a done pussy, lot man. of them. Then
3: yeah, I've done. I don't even know how many I've done, but um, hundreds. I've done, and the thing is, as well, I think part of it. Yeah, but are we talking about the the
1: off the circuit bare knuckle stuff. Like
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> school, yeah, to make as millions lost, in school. Count, yeah, as yeah. I said,
3: like I, I before I went into school before, and a teacher roasted me about my height like this. So she was like. She was my music teacher and she wanted to show everyone... For some reason, she wanted to show everyone how to like... I think we were doing like waltz or something. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, she was like, oh, I need a, I need a volunteer. And then I was like, I put myself forward and she was like, yeah, no, somebody who's like... <laughs> a, grown, a, grown, yeah, a, grown, a grown man.
2: And, and everyone was like, mm. oh, like whatever. But you've so, you, 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 know, you've kind of mastered this, this, yeah, this yeah. sub-genre... Art form in comedy right so you, yeah you, so you, you you could just roast anyone right yeah you roll with the
3: punches as well I think another thing me personally there's things that i critique from people where I'll see like if somebody gets roasted and it looks like the roasts are affecting them to me that looks like they're taking l's then like if someone's like oh yeah. or like uh, like you can tell from someone who has like a year like poker face from like years of roasting mm. where it's like nothing really affects them yeah um i think those are kind of like the people to be more wary of but yeah. there's
2: a i think a cultural so the reason i brought up the the one of the origins of it i know it happened it existed before the comedy central stuff but that's where i think it became real prominent right mm-hmm. in the late 90s i think it, became, well, it started to exist well, what what, what to, preceded that
1: would have been that show with will deval marama called Your mama Mm. Again, you know, your mama is like one of the ways that used to pre- uh, preface a lot of uh, roasting or like yeah. when we call like cussing, ba- cussing matches. Wild and Out was a bit like that. Wild and was well. very similar as well. Yeah. So,
2: But definitely the biggest platform for it was those comedy So I think that's where yeah. it reached the biggest platform, right? And then it became. In the UK, definitely. Yeah. Right and that's why i had about to get at is that yeah. the, it, to get it over to the UK mm-hmm. has been a real problem because people are polite in this country compared to the Americans. The Americans will be. Like for, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Mm. If you watch a cooking show, take Gordon Ramsay to one side, watch a cooking show in this country, <laughs> when someone gives someone like criticism for their cooking, they don't slate them like Americans, slate them and roast them, pretty much tear them apart for it when they fuck you up in America. So in, in this country, we're not as natural for it, I think. That's what, that's what I certainly hear in television anyway, mate.
3: Yeah, yes and no. So there is a lot of polite people in the UK. A lot of the politeness is kind of like a facade and a formality. Yeah. Whereas if you... Very class if based, you I think
1: it's very class-based as well. Definitely. Yeah, everyone will definitely. be polite
3: and then a train gets cancelled and everyone is, you know... Yeah,
1: exactly. So they say, And they say, <laughs> somebody jumped on the track and I, I go, it yeah. they, they, they better be worth it. <laughs> yeah. Or, exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. There's certain situations where you bring out like, the worst in people. And, and I think that's how you discover roasting. Because
2: I think terrible. it's not just about <laughs> class, by the way. I think it's about... F- ethnicity mm-hmm. I think that if the, 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 the predominant um, when at the time when co- roasts were becoming a thing mm-hmm. a load of basically upper middle class white people were like well we think this is a bit nasty and that's because you like, got fucking jokes yeah, like yeah. when your family sit around you sit and say nothing to each other no. you ask each other how the fucking car is Do you know what I mean no. like you sit around my family it's a roast yeah. Yeah. It's, or, or... It's, we're eating a roast and we're fucking well, roasting I mean, new, each the new, other
1: the new thing now is that for groups like you've described of mm. socio-economic status who've not really experienced a lot of oppression. Now it's about kind of like trying to compartmentalize or find new names for their oppression now. Right. Whereas I think it's always been because we haven't had that. Because the thing is, when if you feel offended or you feel hurt, you can go to a shrink or go to a psychiatrist if mm-hmm. you've got money. Whereas for those of us who've not grown up without money, either to either sure. seek a cosmetic uh, solution to whatever insecurities we may have mm-hmm. or to get any kind of psychiatric help with it, you had to learn to steal your resolve by being able to return what was sent back at you. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing we've had to kind of had to learn. Uh,
3: yeah, that, so to touch on your point there as well, and so I would go back to the thing of like, yes and no about roasting being a thing here. So I would say in inner cities in places like hackney mm. uh brixton yeah, Lucian, all those kind of places the, the Lucian, the roasting the girl, is 100 yeah. percent part of the dna oh day. hell yeah, yeah every yeah. day school like people roast you you get on a you get on a, a bus and you push in line of someone somebody will stand behind you and roast you
1: or yeah, yeah, of course. it's just it's everywhere but then it's, you'll it's go everywhere to, like if, for me i'd say so far as my comedic yeah. voice yeah roasting or cussing was definitely how I kind of foamed that before anything else mm, exactly and then like places like if you go to other places, I don't want to generalise but and I, I, I if I don't want to throw anyone under the bus we're going to do bad if he says it though if you're, from puss, <laughs> if you're from a pussy old ends that you are from a pussy old ends like bath is like if yeah, people yeah. are from bath you're from bath Yeah, so if like you see, what are you going
3: to do you'll see people from bath yeah and no disrespect to bath but fuck you guys no um, yeah. but, but like you'll see people from like say bath say they've got like a really good comedian who's a good writer you can tell they've not grown up in the roast culture from like stuff like I've said where they're not battle-hardened. Like, yeah, you can, I can just see. tell like stuff yeah. really gets to them. Like, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, yeah, tell. Yeah. Like, you'll say a thing and they'll be like, oh.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you, you can definitely like, tell. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, we'll... There you go. Bath, you pussy otter. <laughs> 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 can I send, it? <laughs> send the shots on yeah. the podcast? Um,
3: I don't have any shows there, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That,
1: goes, that goes for Yeovil, Cornwall, <laughs> <I laughs> oh, Grotesque. <laughs> All you little do though. Roast battles are good, right? You 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 done a couple. I, I've done I've done, yeah, uh, done, little, done three see. roast battles yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. And uh they they've been enjoyable and four I gotta be honest, my my record in official roast battles is one win and two losses. Oh, okay. But at the same time, I have to say it's definitely travesty because yeah. I am. Um, it's hard. My my because my, my record prior to going on to do mainstream circuit, oh mate undefeated. Yeah. Mm. Floyd Mayweather a revolution when it came to cussing matches. Yeah, Ken, yeah. Ken's
2: the Ken's the champ,
1: right? He's the champ. I've seen it myself, and I can see exactly why he is the champ. Come on well. then, Ken.
2: I'll got... t- I'll All right, let's do it. I'll take you right now. Let's are fucking you, go. You, are you sure, Howard? <laughs> let's do it. I don't care what anyone says about me. I'll take on the UK roast battle champ. What you got, mate?
3: I think uh, you look like the last guy to leave a house pie.
1: Okay, I think and he has to be woken up as well.
2: Yeah, get up, Howard! Get out my house! (laughs) I think uh, I'm just gonna. I think I you uh, you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is this isn't my start. job by the way. <laughs> this is my job. No, I think I, I I can't smell you, but if I did smell you, I imagine you smell like weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's
3: not it's not your nose that you have the problem, maybe it's your eyesight I can see from there <laughs> <laughs> See it
2: says super dry on your t shirt. Is that uh, a, a brand or is that you're describing your career? Uh, oh, no. no, it's uh, your wife's pussy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tara, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry.
2: You knew sorry. what you were walking into. How it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roast oh, battle I just thought we'd see how it went. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think it went very well. <laughs> I mean, it could have gone worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's say that. It most definitely could have <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll leave it there. I think he, I think he won. For, um, your, for your wife's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to see what happens to this roast battle thing that you're talking about now yeah, with yeah. The, the international
3: one that'll, that'll have a lot of potential man. It, it definitely um, we're, we're like so those exciting times for that um just in case anyone doesn't know about that so there's basically a world league that's going to be under Oof. official roast battles um, how many countries uh, officially at the moment I think there's only like 10 yeah, places gonna say, but yeah, there's going to be more it's not the Language, language barrier, I
2: am going yeah. go to say go to some countries I'm not sure they're English speaking yeah. like places sure they're cracking yeah. roast battles out every week in certain countries it depends
1: on the type of roast you do I suppose as well because yeah. obviously you have to have a, a cultural understanding I think that's one of the reasons why roasting in London is a it's a great it's a great um, uh, starting point I think it's definitely a very, very good place because it's it's a melting pot so you see a lot of people from so many different places mm. and I think one of the things we do is that when we learn to coexist in inner city London whether it's Hackney or Lucian Brixton is we uh, will ridicule these aspects of we don't understand about each other while we're also having a collective understanding and I think it's a really good way of like breaking down um, mm-hmm. uh, ice breaking is like talking about stuff in a, in a funny way Oh and, yeah. And so and yeah. by doing that it means you won't like clumsily trample on someone's culture or make a cultural reference which is like you know much more embarrassing it's um it's it's actually quite inclusive i think oh uh, yeah that you can if someone gives it in they give you give it back you take it stuff like that as well like, because i i feel like nowadays like i i've always known the difference between uh roasting and like a microaggression yeah mm-hmm. i think there's always been a clear distinction and and uh yeah not everybody necessarily knows that and i and i really feel it's because um roasting is always done with the subtext of inclusion that everyone's included in it like if I'm mm-hmm. roasting somebody I'm definitely leaving it open to kind of be roasted back and that's supposed to be kind of encouraged as opposed to like a, gr- a bunch of people uh, supposing someone's inferior based on their yeah. cultural or ethnic origins and yeah. I think sometimes that's the problem is that people forget or people can try to conflate the two and I don't think it's necessarily the same I think it's, um, it's for me my experience has always been you know if I can I could like cuss and roast somebody like like viciously, relentlessly, yeah. But if there's, but there's, there might be a point that you know, if they have a serious issue, that might be the one thing I leave. Now mm-hmm. like I make fun of them for everything else. Yeah. But if there's something that actually is affecting them that's Probably the one thing you don't include because the idea yeah. is that we're trying to roast it you comes with...
2: from love, yeah, it comes from love, definitely. Yeah. And I think definitely. families have that an abundance. If you were in a yep. family that can make fun of each other, yeah, you're gonna have you know that'll make it, it's your it's of, it's it literally because... everyone
3: in my family is like, apart from my little brother, everyone in my family is like the right. My little sister is just if she did comedy, like she would
1: be still time, still time, <laughs> yeah. still time. but it's but you know, it's, it's a niche that's being forged, which I think is really good as well. Um. In terms of uh roasting, I also think it's important for people to understand like the origins of roasting. Cause obviously, like it's, like custom matches and like people do stuff like your mama, but mm. um the the historic significance of it's supposed to be like from when slaves or used to play the dozens, or former slaves used to be dozens, which is a trigger warning, first of all, I should tell people this year. But basically, you know when people say your mama's so dumb or your mama's mm, so fat, right? So and they be like, oh, You're a stupid motherfucker. This originates from when slavery or child slavery became illegal in the States, in order to reproduce more slaves, slavers used to force slaves to have sex with their mothers huh. to reproduce more slaves. Okay. And so this is where the term motherfucker comes from, which is one of the reasons why you probably are not allowed to do it on the BBC because if you research it, that critical race theory knowledge might yeah upset okay. a lot of people. But it was one of the ways that people would process this very terrible paradigm they had to kind of live within, yeah. is they would play the dozens and make fun of each other as a way of like, you know, like I said, done out of love. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if your origins are of something so horrible, you're going to definitely have a complex. Mm-hmm. And this is the way people learn to kind of process this, is about making fun and of it. Like, Your mum's so old, your mum's so stupid. And that's kind of where I think the roasting's come from, So far as the modern way we see it nowadays. Because mm-hmm. that's because like, I used to see roasting, like for me, roasting was like, and also because... I think roasting is very significant because I think one of the things when you go into stand-up comedy, most people will be like, what if no one laughs? Or what if you get heckled? Well, in one, on the one hand, ex- experience is the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, roasting is the answer to that question. <laughs> if you heckle me on stage, by the time I'm finished with you, I'll make sure you self-harm by the time you get home.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: sometimes letting people know that yeah. is very effective. Sometimes you you
3: pray that a certain person will yeah, happen. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because they've been misbehaving during other acts and you're like, That's please, right. please say something when I'm on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and then There's they don't reason, say anything because <laughs> yeah.
2: they get the they vibe. Know. Yeah, they get the vibe. <laughs> they know you're ready for them. <laughs> How many comics post the best clips they post on their socials or of them interacting with the punters, right? Yeah. Like, it's the best bit. Yeah. You know, it really and, does and, give And
1: dealing with hecklers. And I think a lot of the time it's like, I think a lot of hecklers have the idea that they uh can uh unsettle a comedian mm. by maybe making an observation about Good themselves. Luck to him. But I think a lot of people don't <laughs> understand and I think one of the one of the most effective ways of roasting I've learned is that like before I think about what to make fun of about anybody else, it's about exploring and accepting whatever flaws or insecurities yeah. I have on my own. Because I should be able to get there before anybody else does. And I think that's one of the ways you're able to maintain your poker face is that if someone says, yeah, but by the way, look at this. And you'd be like, yeah, obviously. I've I've heard it like a million million times. times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard it when I woke up next morning next to your mum. still fucked. Actually, still for my briefs now. (laughs) Uh,
2: We wish Ken lots of luck in the tournament. Uh, Good question. Good subject for Mm -hmm. us to discuss. I'm going to move it on to something linked, a little bit linked. We'll be back after this. I was going to talk about... Actually, I was thinking about how... I, I've i been following... You know, you look at your news sources or whatever, uh, and I noticed how old uh, Eminem's uh, daughter is. Oh. Spotted this? Yeah, Hayley. Hayley Jade, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she, like... She's, she's just a, graduated from uni now. And I think she's getting married. I was like, God, she literally mm. was a baby, right, when Eminem kind of was, you know, 20-whatever-plus years ago now. Yeah, a from, baby himself. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you kind of think... I just kind of maybe kind of I got and went into a bit of an Eminem wormhole. I've kind of looking at stuff, thinking back over his career and, and and looking at his stuff, and wanted to ask you guys. As I know, Dane is a connoisseur of hip hop. Ken, you you, mm-hmm. you in the space? Yep, yeah, good. How do we rate Eminem in the pantheon of great rappers? I think mm. it, I think it's a very challenging mm. person <clears throat> career wise to yeah to compare to a lot of people. I saw a little meme going around about. Uh, something about uh, the Jay Z and the talking about this, a picture of some of the greatest rappers of all time together and anyway, I, what did, where'd you where'd you rate Eminem? At? Where'd you rate Eminem, Ken?
3: Me personally, I would put him up there very high. Um when he first came on the scene, um he was doing stuff that no one else was really doing and he was kind of that he's almost had kind of like a comedian's perspective of rap where he was kind of self-deprecating yeah. making fun of himself saying this really outlandish stuff about you know about himself and his mum, because he's probably used to like a similar kind of vibes to what we are talking about with roast yep. battles getting roasted every day for
1: being white for being trailer trash um so far well that's the thing the, the final scene of eight mile yeah, was almost like captured the roast battle perfectly. Mm. Yeah, obviously, exactly. Obviously they're battling, and
3: there's like, a lot of parallels with yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Same with like the crowd energy. Um,
1: winning over crowds can be really tough. Like if they, because you. So just remember, just to interrupt you, I'm actually two for two because I also defeated Vince Atta at a rap battle in Edinburgh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It but, means everything to me, Saffron. Yeah, it does. But also, the show comes
3: first, which is another thing. A lot of people yeah. get too much into the wins losses kind mm. of thing as well. Um, there's a lot of variables in the night you could have amazing jokes your jokes could be better than the other person but if the other person has brought loads of their friends right, or right, right. Yeah. you know the judges don't really like you or whatever so it's really yeah. the show comes first really mm-hmm. anyways. so but yeah um, Eminem I would rate very highly with somebody and he's obviously someone who's collaborated with a lot of other people and has done writing for other people and stuff as well and with his kind of I, I would say when he had more drug problems is when I liked him more. <laughs> Me too. When oh, he yeah. after when he when he got his life together he wasn't as good when he's doing songs of Rihanna and stuff. Right. Terrible songs. But it's better that his life's together, but his art has suffered in my opinion. He still had good songs and
2: is like that he annihilated
1: MGK in my opinion in, oh, that's in like, the thing. That 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 to even compare the two is insulting. Yeah, yeah. But
2: there's that amazing remember when he did the I think it was the VMAs so where he did the freestyle and he did some. Trump bashing on it, yeah, yeah. Was that acapella? Do we did it? Yeah, 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 that was yeah. Also that good, was quite. Exciting. Yeah,
3: he's he's very talented, but it's it's not just so, like he can he can make like if you just said to him Sick, do sixteen bars that are just really good, he'll be able to do that. But making songs that really like kind of connect now with people mm. is kind of a different thing. Yeah. And he's sort of he's kind of un, tapped out of whatever he had originally, but that's fine. I think that's forgivable because. He is a genuine sort of talent Mm. and he's a genius and genius is diminishing and coming like, so somebody who has writers Mm. can stay really good and really relevant for years or somebody who, like you mentioned Jay-Z, I like Jay-Z a lot, but he takes a lot from Biggie Smalls, like so many of Biggie's bars so and he's I'll, I'll rate jay-z really i'd put him up there as well but yeah. then there's there's like things to subtract from each person yeah
2: and, and, and there's, like, yeah. i think the idea of originality with eminem yeah which it must be pointed out to the average punter just because he was white didn't really i mean no. it, it might have meant a lot to some people no, it, but it, it, in terms of when, comparing him to other rappers no. who aren't white it didn't it didn't mean anything because his, his ability was no, just no, crystal at, clear at,
1: at a time at a time where. White rappers were massively maligned. He definitely had a massive climb in order to realize his status. But Undoubtedly,
2: it's think... just in terms of looking back now.
1: Yeah, no, but no, I mean, I don't affect it, but I would definitely say it has to stand to reason that a large amount of his appeal at the height of his success came largely from people who weren't necessarily rap fans, but were able to get yeah. into rap because it was that's... a white face that was kind of leading, which doesn't, again, mm. I don't think has any bearing on his status, but it does yeah. seem he has to be considered when you consider who is giving him the acclaim. Yeah, because really there, there are some people who are like, I like Eminem, but I don't listen to rap. For me, you don't get to
2: come into this conversation. Yeah, yeah, of course, you and that—that that, that is definitely a, a, a racial involved. prejudice. Yeah, yeah. yeah people in bo- yeah, but what's <laughs> what <do we laughs> pussy old towns there, man? <laughs> Wearing dungarees
1: and that, you were the soccer mums and that? Fuck you, look, man. No one cares what you think. <laughs> Probably like people do
2: too too much nowadays Keep listening to the show. <laughs> uh, the thing I did, so I, I went back and I, you know, it's interesting what you say like for me, like the generation I'm part of, it's those first couple of albums of Eminem that are the ones that will. will be the the everlasting legacy mm-hmm. um when you talk about his comedy elements like you know it's a fascinating thing that you know, i think real slim shady would be a, one of the most successful songs he had i don't mm-hmm. know if it went to number one in every but it, it was massive song mm-hmm. you know you, that is a that is a weird beat when you listen to it yeah. it's so bouncy and weird and like but it's just a comic it's like a almost the whole thing is like comedy like it, it really isn't but, and I have to flag this up and you can call me uh, whatever your name you want. But like, when you go across those couple of albums, it's tough to listen to in this era now because it's so rampantly... Homophobic is a, is a, is a big part of it. There's no mm. way out of that. And it is fucking bleak on certain tracks, like mm. really, really unpleasant. Now, you could still listen to it and keep that in mind, but it does affect it. Mm. And also the misogyny, but then that is, you know a criticism of but actually both of those things are criticism of a lot of rap from an era right that's not just Eminem but in Eminem it's so because he's so big with the humour it feels particularly cutting I think but where do you look Ken's looking at me like I don't give a fuck but
3: um, <laughs> no I, I agree and I think some things are of their time like mm. Eddie Murphy Raw right, that's the example I was thinking like, you, well, you, yeah. you, people go you,
1: back you, and say it's uh, like unwatchable uh, because it's so yeah. homophobic mm. and chauvinistic
3: yeah it's like and he himself is like yeah well, I mean, this is what I've heard anyway. I've heard that he's like looks
1: back at it and is kind of like, "Yeah, that was extreme." Or which is because which is ironic because when Eddie Murphy began the migration into making more family-friendly, popcorn-friendly films, is when we all said that he's
2: he yeah. was having his do yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. So, but then yeah. with Eminem, you know, there's literally lines, you know, yeah 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 uh, about boy bands, yeah yeah and, uh, sucking whatever, yeah, yeah. And, like it's like it's like that's your chorus. Your chorus is calling them calling them gay, basically. Yeah. It's like, wow. Like, that's Was it calling them gay, though? Uh, he used the I mean, F word, yeah. uh, and I can show you the lyrics. Okay, then... <laughs> then, yeah, that, that however, time... However, uh, the I'm thing that, a different song. <laughs> yeah, however, the thing that makes it kind of fascinating to me is that you kind of look at it and you go, God, he's such a bit, he's so clever in the, his language, and then yeah. when you listen to... You know, like, the song... On that second album, the, probably the biggest album he had, yes. Kill You Justified is a quite so. despicable song. Yeah. It is absolutely really offensive to anyone who values women. Yeah. And yet the next song is Stan, which is probably the, one, I think, on, yeah. I would put it up as one of the cleverest songs ever written. Have I had,
1: don't uh, actually like Stan as much as that of Kill You. Yeah. Um, have,
2: just, you heard, have you heard
0: yeah. same
1: song and Dance? No. So that's from uh I want to say relapse album or something like that, right. but it's basically him as singing him as singing a song from the perspective of being like an unhealthy stalker hmm. who yeah. has an unhealthy and very murder fatal uh, so fascination like a, like a with sequel. like um, Miley Cyrus and then like right. like yeah. a lot of other uh, famous stars. Hmm. And I think for me, the the aesthetics that he creates when he does it from the perspective of kill you, yeah, for, or Stan that's testament to his genius because obviously it's like the ability to tell anecdotes through rapping and do it as well as he does mm. and to talk about archetypes and people that do exist yeah
3: i think yeah, was Ken, what you got anyway. against stan mate come on no i like stan Winched. i just think it's a it's um i think it's kind of the, the concept is strong i don't mm. think the and in those days people were judged more for their like their kind of their lyrics in yeah. terms of like their your bars your word your name. word structure yeah, yeah. i think stan is quite a basic song it works well but it's just kind of me i'll come from that kind of hardcore era mm. of like really analyzing it and stuff but yeah. um it's a decent song um definitely it's
1: defi- it definitely definitely one of these songs that um added to hip-hop vernacular because now if someone's yeah. super fan you call them a stan
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Say, i stand yeah, yeah i from... just think
2: it's t- storytelling you comedians yeah. you know sometimes you have a peat a bit right and you're like fuck me that's yeah. a good story right? but you
3: can have someone who story tells in a very complex and clever like biggie smalls can mm-hmm. have like really mm-hmm. multi-syllable rhymes and all this stuff like yeah, called, eminem call, can call do you, it.
1: called your rap as well yeah i think Nas done it if you, on rewind he did it really well as well
3: and then there's also so there's like there's some people who can tell really brutal stories like immortal technique mm. yes Dance and then the, the dance, the dance with the devil it dance with the devil that's one of the most grim yeah that's
1: one of the most grim most hardcore mm. rap uh, songs uh, but then there'll be there'll be people who
3: um also do the flip side of that and then will be like like you know dead Prez who say you know um in every song people are talking about x y and z but mm. they're just doing it to pay bills they're frauds yeah. you know right. so there's people who call it out as well and so i think it's quite a broad thing but i think one area of hip hop that people tend to focus on is like, oh, yeah, pe- this person's degraded or whatever. And it's like, yeah,
1: we'll look at Hollywood
3: movies and yeah, tell me that time. those people aren't degraded. And, mm. I, and I
1: think, uh, and that's one of the good things about Eminem. I think that a large part of his work was his commentary on that. And I think that's why, for many people, he's very accepted in a lot of um, comedy circles because mm. he appeared in Funny People as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm sure he's at the beginning of the interview, isn't he, with um, James Franco? When he, uh, when, he right. when he when he comes out as being gay, I haven't gay. actually seen it. Hmm. Yeah, so he, uh, sorry, spoiler, but he basically, obviously, because of his his past, yeah, he comes out because there's another bit where, I want to say one of the awards show, where Sasha Baron Cohen right came down from a winch and I think he got into like Eminem's face or something. Like that well. <laughs> so I think he's he's just very self aware. I I just think you know. And he was a kid when he blew up. Yeah. But, well. like, but I think it goes to say that Eminem is definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I use the Hall of Famer because I think it's very restrictive to try and uh, quantify your favorite rappers along this thing of top five. Yeah. Mm. So he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I think also it's very important to note that he definitely paid his dues. As I said, like the time when Eminem was kind of rising to prominence, like being a white rapper I had definitely lost all of his uh, yeah. novelty and nuance, like hmm. we're in the post kind of Vanilla Ice era and... So much so that he even made a point to make sure that he attacked every single white rapper when he came out because he went for like Everlast from House of Pain, yeah. and I know a lot of white people love Jump Around, but he went yeah. at Everlast. He um. I remember that
3: disc. Yeah, he attack, went. Yeah, yeah, he
1: went at um Insane Clown Posse. He yeah, said, but then I said, like me said something in vibe to spite me. Then did his hair just like me. So he mm. went at uh, uh, um um what's his name uh, him as well. I think one of the even people who kind of pro- crossed. Uh, the genres like yeah. Fred Durst. Exactly. Which, which yeah. you know, I, I actually actively support because Fred Durst had a bald patch when he first came out and tried to cover it with a new era cap. And there that was that was, a, that was a time where there was a very insidious attempt by mainstream culture to try and Assimilate hip hop into this kind of rock thing. Yeah, we had these rock bands like Limp Bizkit and uh, Ev- was it Evanescence or something like that, mm. where they would have Lincoln Park, where it'd be like they're a rock band, but there's a DJ there, and it's like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck is the DJ there for? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I think Eminem exists as an entrance to all of that. Well, let's give
2: him his props, man. That's <laughs> what we, thought did, what we no, can he, do. He definitely should. And but there's and also, some issues, sure. There's, there's some issues. I mean, listen, that's, that's just with, that's with,
1: with art in general. You know? In all honesty, there's issues with all rappers. Like Eminem, it's not is just, just me. He's nowhere near. He's a tip of the iceberg guy, but you know, he definitely paid his dues. Like a lot of people don't know, before he was in. And signed with Aftermath. Mm. He was with like the Outsiders in New Jersey with like Ra Digger and stuff like that as well. So, my favorite. Being a backpacker, he definitely made his bones. Like, even, even the song Renegade, mm. that is one of the best songs on Blueprint on Jay Z's yeah. album, was originally a song with him and Royster 5'9. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that, for me, Amazing. is one of the best verses I've ever heard from a rapper of that era. And the point I always make about that is like, so you can have
3: people, because there's different there's like a wheel of like credentials like you can say best album best Mm. songs best lyrics there's like it's not just like being best rapper there's loads of things that go into it and i think one of eminem's strengths is just like his bars like so he can go on like you can have your favorite rapper and say this guy's you know the best rapper put him on a song with eminem um, so oh, like, like they
1: walk in the park,
2: mate. He's
1: not yeah. fucking up a feature. Like <laughs> yeah. Two thousand and one, it's gonna be two thousand and one.
2: Dre, when he tr- pops up at the end of uh, um, forgot about Dre, right? That is
1: oh yeah, that was cool. i oh, no, and and also in um, what's the song again? Um, what's the difference? Is it bitch? Please, he didn't with some yeah, real old oh, and he yeah, goes, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no, big slim dog. Yeah, he's and he's his stuff with the, he's um, with baby.
3: Fifty Cent's yeah. album. Um, the song that's like um, patiently
1: waiting, great song.
3: Patiently mm. waiting, he murders that uh he's had a song with game on games uh, on the documentary i forget what the song was but he right. done it again he just does it. he just had this tendency of coming on and destroying people on their own songs well yeah well
1: <laughs> that's that's how that which nas uh, nas um alluded to when he yeah. uh, went at jay-z yeah said, yeah murdered you on, on your own shit which yeah. <laughs> entered, entered into yeah.
2: hip-hop vernacular as a way of describing someone who outperforms you on your yeah, own yeah, song yeah. Um, but but, um, yeah. but props to him i mean i, I was saying the some of the things that I remember most about I mean, is those really internalised ones like The Way I Am that's like a really in, you know like people will talk about a lot of things yeah. externally it's really and, and also there's that one from the first time I was just looking it up called If I Had I don't know if you remember that where he, literally every line begins with If I Had and he just and he builds up this picture of like what well, I guess where his life was before he was he's massive. massive. He's, he's, impressive, he's, he's, impressive he's an impressive impressive writer. It's an amazing writer. And an
1: amazing journey. Do you know do you do you know the song um, brain damage? Yeah. No, do you remember, remember when he, that. so in the song Brain Damage he's talking about his life where he said that way be, what say? Way before my baby daughter Haley, I was harassed daily by this buddy named D'Angelo Bailey, um, who used who was so obnoxious and used to boxer and his father used to box us so every day he'd shove us in our lockers. One day he came in the bathroom and I was pissing and had me in the position to beat me into the submission, beat me hmm. against the urinals and he broke my nose. That guy, D'Angelo Bailey, fucking sued him for liable, even though he did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you know, it's like even uh, but they're it... they're very litigious. Yeah, even having there, your, your, your yeah. mum sue you. But um, just to uh, kind of dovetail it in a positive mm-hmm. way, uh, we've mentioned his daughter, Haley Jade, um, who was valedictorian of her high school hmm. and uh, has gotten on to have a very good career well, as a scholar. And
2: enjoy your wedding.
1: Yeah, yeah, and enjoy, enjoy your wedding. And Marshall Math is
2: a third, if you're listening, you'd be very welcome on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> whenever he's whenever he's in town. Um yeah. Dane, over to you for the final question. We've gone from roast battles to Eminem. Where are you taking us? Yeah, it's a tough one. I think I think uh obviously
1: I need to make it very clear to people that uh you know, Ken obviously talks about his enthusiasm about roast battling, but that is basically a very small part of your very diverse uh array of talents, comedy and creativity are um concerned. Um, because I see you as obviously a very capable comedian As well as a roaster, writer And animator um, With that being said Is there a uh, Is there a project That exists Or um, That would that uh, I guess Lends to all of your talents That would be your dream job Or dream show, dream film To work on As Ken Grinnell Mm-hmm. using all of your talents yes there would be yeah i, I, can I could guess what it is
3: <laughs> yeah go on go and guess then rick and morty uh oh gosh that did you hear about the controversy yeah i did, yeah yeah so yeah. There's, there's,
1: there's some vacancies coming
3: up uh, yeah i was
2: gonna say i can <laughs> slide what's the, in uh, boy. what's the what's the
1: controversy oh uh, so i think it's um what's his name julia is it G? alleged it's all alleged yeah, so, it's all so allegedly yeah the uh justin highland yeah. who's the voice actor for rick and morty uh, has allegedly been implicated in a domestic violence case no, no, against no, his okay. partner. That's very sad. Uh, and as a result, uh, Adult film. Swim have said they won't continue to work with him. I think there's another season of Rick and Morty yeah. to come out. Right. But um, he well. will, may be removed as voice actor, yeah. which has uh, left obviously a vacancy there because he does the voices of of the titular characters. So. Yeah. Um, but wow. in answer to
3: your question, um, that would be a good job. It would be a dream job because it's already got its identity sort of yeah. in it. So it would be something where if I was to make like a comedy show that I was written with me and a bunch of people that I respected as comedians and stuff. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Shut, shut up, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, That was me. That, that yeah. Was that,
3: Obviously, yeah. And then like just have, uh, and then have the time to animate it and make episodes basically based on based on our ideas that we come up and make each other laugh
1: with. Um. yeah that's that would probably be my mm-hmm. ideal job um, is there anything that exists that you think is kind of close to that because for me it's like just to give an example it's like Atlanta is like the show I wish I made yeah mm-hmm. as as far as like making a kind of comedy anthology yeah which doesn't necessarily have to follow like a, a canon or let's say a story but even like some of the sides for me yeah. some of the side stories that aren't related to the canon of the of the episodes yeah are some of the best ones
3: so I, I mean I would do something like I'd have, like, the comedy circuit, but animated and Mm. have, like, roast battles, have all the stuff that is involved with comedy. Some of the, like, maybe have, like, some uh, dodgy promoters, maybe, like, archetypes like that. Like, you could do, like, funny, have fun doing, like, characters like that. Then have, like, you know, almost like, I guess, I mean, that could be quite similar to something like Extras, maybe. Mm. But kind of that's, I guess, if something was similar to that, maybe like that, Extras or... Mm. Suffers, um, I enjoy watching the, um, uh, you remember Ricky Gervais did, uh, he had the, the podcast yeah, that, he, yeah, that yeah. they were animated. I quite like those. Yeah, those are cool. Um,
2: Feels like animation's yeah. only been pushed to a kind of certain point yeah. in, 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 in its potential.
1: Which is ironic because the longest running sitcom of all time is an animated one.
2: Simpsons. Yeah. 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 Oh, and, and think how long it's been, been around for. I mean, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse, I think it really did a good job of making people rethink how they yeah. take on animation that's, that's best,
1: best, my favorite one, one of all of... i think yeah. that's my favorite spider-man one as well
2: actually
1: yeah.
3: this is my favorite one new one coming out right? yep yeah i, I i've i just watched the like because originally i saw it i was like oh right i get it it's just spider-man but with air jordans but i watched it and was like oh this is actually good yeah, yeah. <laughs> i really like the art style and the thing is as well like i'm really like i i, I like animation i like if 3d and 2d um and that kind of they've done a clever thing there where they've they've approached 3D in a, in with a lot of 2D principles. Like cell I won't get like too... Cell, yeah, like cell, cell shading. shading and then yeah, yeah. also animating on 2s uh, and 1s and that type of thing and then, like, all that... Uh, and they've kind of made it so that it looks less kind of... Like, if you see a lot of 3D, it flows different to 2D because they've not had to draw each separate thing. Mm. So they've kind of made it a bit more janky to kind of be a bit more, like, 2D... Um, and then, like, yeah, even stuff like like. So everyone was going on about uh, Avatar two, mm. but because I just love animation, I watched it and I was like, "This is, you know what, this is fine. I'm
1: enjoying. I'm enjoying this.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's, my, yeah. it's like whatever, yeah. man. Yeah. Everyone sees stuff for different reasons. So yeah,
2: I wind up watching a lot.
1: You yeah. know, that's a good point because uh, you know the the Wachowski uh, siblings made Speed Racer. Oh yeah, so they're known for The Matrix, yeah. but they also made Speed Racer. And for me, yeah. that's like a a visual uh, fucking. Yeah. The light man, yeah, yeah. like instead of using different types of like CGI and computer animation, but just using it very well. Um,
2: you so. realize when you have a kid, then my two year old is like into what we, you know, what we let him watch, and it's just you realize the power of it. Like, if you took it away and he had to watch real people, mm. how little kind of charisma yeah <laughs> that has like think about like you know he the other week he, <laughs> yeah he got, he got monsters inc yeah he got, gave him monsters inc on disney for the first time i don't know how much you watch that yeah, yeah it's great I it, love it is it, a yeah. fantastic exposition of a very simple yeah. clever idea i think i think the
1: the execution of the pixar animated universe mm. yeah has been amazing
3: awesome. every that's the thing loads of really good ideas are really simple even wrote, like commit like jokes that you do on stage, it can be the most simple thing, hmm. and it sounds like oh, like if you hear someone else say it, you go, "God, I wish I had thought of that." Hmm. But that those are sometimes the hardest thing to come
2: up with. But it's this weird thing of like you know finding Nemo, yeah. right? If you try to like do the real world, <laughs> with yeah. Like, I mean, that no one's watching that, yeah. You know, but then even people when they talk about you know like the Lion King, and they said, "Oh, the, the the real you know the, the live action version." Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not live like, action; yeah. it's animation. You compute CGI is animation. Yeah. And that was terrible
3: and the reason another reason why <laughs> yeah. that's bad so they did they don't get the difference between 2D and 3D. Yeah. So the like the people who made the Spider-Man movie understand like so you can get away with certain things in 3D that you won't be able to do in 2D and vice versa. Um and when you've got these like realistic lion characters singing and dancing it loses a lot of the appeal mm-hmm. um and yeah, it just doesn't, because you have to have it, you have to have it ultra realistic in order for it to look believable, because you can't have it 3D and make it look cartoony because then it will just look wrong. Yeah. Mm. So it has to look really realistic and move really smoothly. But then it just looks like,
1: but it's like it's, it's, rigid it's, animals. Yeah, it's rigid and animals. And, and, rigid. It's, and, it's, and yeah. because they are realistic, it yeah. means that they
3: can't do certain things which do certain... they can do in 2D. Exactly. There's yeah, the yeah, level yeah.
1: of articulation is kind of lost yeah. in there as well. With that being said as well, Ken, so here's the pitch, Ken because so i'm just listening to some of the ideas yeah so i get yeah so for me it's like so ken Grinell you know, is like a you're an animator mm-hmm. right working on your roast battles occasionally and stuff as well just looking for getting to that next level and somehow you are transported to a, ro- a world where roasting is dependent on your welfare so it's like basically space jam but instead of basketball <laughs> it's roasting you get the, the, the biggest <laughs> roasters in animation yeah and you gotta go toe to toe with them yeah. <laughs> in order to not only roast for the sake of yourself, but if you don't beat this roast, the next thing that gets roasted is our planet's climate.
3: Oh, wow! Yeah, that's
1: right. That's a lot of that's high stakes
3: as well. Like, I think I like uh, <laughs> I like high stakes. I perform well under pressure. There you go. And so,
1: <laughs> so, the, so there's a confederation of planets or an imp, or an empire who will determine, yeah, the, like the validity of humanity to continue if we're able to vocally defend ourselves. And so you yeah. become our chief roaster, so we yeah. don't end up being roasted as a solar system. Yeah.
3: Has... How's that for an idea? Yeah, it's good. It makes me, again, If I feel like you can go like intergalactic with the roast then and like yeah, exactly. have like stereotypes about the gland from, you
1: know,
2: uh, yeah, you, some, some you got, Mars got, or whatever. And your
1: breath smells like a gland thorn.
2: <laughs> too far,
1: too
3: far.
2: Oh. Yeah, it, it, people don't realise, uh, I'm sure the general public has an idea of this, it is fucking hard to animate things, right?
1: Yeah.
3: So, so the So hardest, hard. The hardest thing about it is going to sleep and forgetting about it. If you've got a project on that you're working on, it's literally all you can think of. You go mm. to sleep thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it, and you just have to get it. You just have to get it done. So you can't like I, I get into, you, you can't animation is not something where you can just kind of like jump into it for half an hour. You have to commit at least five hours mm. minimum mm. to get like you don't really get anything really going for the per- for the first hour. Like you have to get into the flow of it, and then you start like doing really good stuff and thinking, oh, yeah, and then I can do this instead of this. And this bit where he says here, I can change to this. Isn't that why
2: people work in, you know, I've, I used to work at a massive special effects company, that, that you know, just working in teams is the only way to cope, really, isn't it? Because yeah. it, it just it can, you know, it's such a big task. Yeah. It's a massive task. I think
1: people understand, like, it's like there's two studios that do, like, episodes of The Simpsons, because yeah. it's like six months, isn't it?
3: But, yeah. there, but, but there, there are people who don't understand that. Like, I've had people who will say to me, like, yeah, I need 10 minutes of animation for this thing um and it'll be like a friday and they'll be like can you have it ready by monday i'm like what <laughs> are you sorry what i go like, ai yeah <laughs> like what no you couldn't get like disney to do it in that much time like well they probably, maybe they could but like yeah
2: it's a and, struggle
3: yeah and then you'll go okay or they'll say like do this and then they just they just don't understand how much goes into it they think you just go like that and then you've got a bunch of animations there so it's good when people recognize the amount of craft that goes into it yeah
2: Let's before we wrap up. Let's do favorite set our favorite animations. Let's hear. Let's hear one. We'll be each pick one. Come on, Kevin. you picking one, uh, I've got one... a lot, but I would say in terms of like its influence,
3: uh, its score. I, I can watch it any time and just see something new each time. Uh, Akira.
1: I would ah, say great choice. Great yeah. choice. So you just you said score, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a really good choice. I'm gonna pick
2: a really random one, uh, which I recently rediscovered. And it was From my childhood, which a, a film called Animal Olympics. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. Oh, it's beautifully drawn, man! It's that, and it's basically just it's like someone's done a, the coverage of the uh, the Olympics, and it's just full of animals. So different animals have different skills for different events, hmm. and it's it's very and it's interviewed with the. It's like it's it's very very comedic but it's quite beautiful is that, Wait, stop, so. is that stop motion animation no, no, oh really it's, it's, it's the, like the way Oscar. it's drawn it's it's really okay, beautiful so I, i'm just shouting out a childhood favorite of mine, which is animal olympics
1: i'm so good um for animation though, what are you
2: laughing at saffron it's hard to pick one um I
1: don't, well you got it that's what uh, you said
2: man just
1: pick one yeah i guess i have to be the simpsons then yeah yeah because i just think it's just for me that was my introduction into uh like kind of like comedy based animation but a, a comedy that i saw worked on two levels where i just enjoyed seeing animation and i just thought bart simpson was a cool kid whereas <laughs> yeah. watching my dad like laugh at things and seeing references that he understood mm. that because even be- what preceded it because uh, i was like the ni- simpsons came out like 89 90 and mm-hmm. I, the first moment to the states was in the 90s but it was getting very big because I think it just came off the back of being the show on the Tracy Ullman show yeah, yeah. and was coming into its own. And what happened in the States in particular is that there was this massive thing where the 90s also saw a resurgence within like black cinema. Mm. So there was a lot of merch that was coming out, which was like the Black mm. Simpsons. So there was like, if yeah, you went yeah, to any market those. store in Brooklyn yeah, yeah. or any t-shirts, they'd be like a Black People Bart Simpson. People in school. You yeah, they wear those, the Black yeah. Bart Simpson. So I was like, this is amazing. Like yeah. I'd already kind of become very excited about it. And yeah, so... The Simpsons is definitely I think the one for me because I think it's just the the length and the level of impact that it's had on both animation and I think for me, The Simpsons allegorically is the best representation of Americana hmm. that we've ever seen, like yeah. you know it's always cited as being predicting the future and being quite prophetic in like its narrative and stuff like that as well. but I just think if you want to see what America really is, the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, the morose. Watch The Simpsons, I think, yeah. and close second, it's got to be up there. Transformers the movie, <laughs> yeah, that, I was great. Yeah, that was yeah. fucking amazing. The animation in that, and also I, I want to say as well, Dragon Ball Z, yeah, yeah. is a very massively influential uh, anime, and I think nowadays everybody's into anime now. Generation Z are all mm, into anime yeah. now, but before Generation
2: Z, it was Dragon Ball Z, and you lot weren't ready.
1: <laughs> so i just made that very well, clear
2: we've gone from animation uh eminem and roast battle that's a good episode Dane. that's a good mix it's a
1: great mix um ken always have pleasure and again i just want to thank you for your uh creative genius and definitely helping to realize different aesthetic for my own work um genuinely bro it's been great and uh yes i'm just about to the, this internet this roast battle idea you know yeah i think it's really fun yeah I, for it me, it's like a, for me i see like a space jam kind of who framed roger rabbit kind of job yeah. Or, or, you ever hear that um, what's it called that film was it called Cool World or something like that it's not yeah, that cool. well known. Uh, um, it's, oh, I know what you're talking about I no, feel I'm yeah, going to yeah. remember it later I, mean, I feel there's like an animation for it yeah, as, well, yeah. as, like, that as well so yeah kind of a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind yeah. of job but um, yeah. where can our listeners and viewers can find out more about your great roasting works past present and future and just your comedy work in general uh, you can find me at Ken Grinnell on Instagram
3: um, next month I'm going to be competing in Barcelona as part of uh, London versus Barcelona roast battles thing as well. So, and I'm always posting stuff from roast battles to stand up to
1: animations. Check so. out the
3: clips. Have you got a TikTok? I do have a TikTok, yeah. Check out his TikTok yeah. for
1: some of these comebacks on some of these roasts and some of these put down guys. They are okay. If you're a heckler, I would not recommend you try a Ken Grinnell show, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, Ken, man, thanks again. Always a pleasure having you on the show. So.
2: Thank you very much you've been listening to dane baptiste questions everything hosted by dane baptiste and myself howard cohen for more from dane and myself make sure you follow us on instagram at dane and at the howard cohen you can now support us on patreon just search dbqe podcast and unlock ad free content and you can watch the full length video of the podcast Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQEPodcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening. Guys, and remember, question everything. Insanity Group.